Hello, pom pom. Meow, meow, meow. 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 Welcome to Dear Friends and Dead Ends Podcast. My name is Ashley. My name is Cody. Cases may contain graphic material as well as explicit language. Intro music. Welcome to the Hell Zone by Spooky Black Vague 003 Remix. Episode 38. 38. That's how old I am. So close. So close. Um, he just what? put his beard into like a ponytail and I'm going to have to screenshot something because it's like real uh, concerning and yep, there we go. Do you want to pose again? Are you good? No, that's good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, boy, oh boy, do I have a headline for you guys. Because I text Cody about it when I was in Vegas. And... Oh, uh, shit, yeah. Yeah. So, and there's there's been an update since I talked to you about it, too. That's uh, interesting and not, like, the craziest thing in the world, but it's something I guess I wasn't expecting. Um, Fair enough. But we will go over that at some point, I guess. That'll be our... Yeesh. Should we call it headlines or should we call it Between the Cheeks? I feel like, I don't know. I mean, we already know what I'm voting for. Between the Cheeks is, uh, <laughs> that's that's very funny to me. <laughs> I mean, if anyone has listened to even a minute of our podcast, I think they know the quality to expect, so no one will be surprised by Between the Cheeks at all. That's fair. At all. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything that I wanted to mention. Other than Zane messaged me or the podcast on um, Instagram about how something that I said when telling the story about my husband getting his boxers caught on the bedpost and falling. Um, So the bedpost itself is maybe an inch worth that sticks out for the boxers to get caught on. And apparently Zane found it hilarious that I said one inch like piece of wood in the same sentence as my husband's boxers and the fact that he got like all tangled and fell and yeah i didn't i didn't want to make a joke at his expense because i do like your husband um but i also didn't get you off track because i kind of thought you were gonna say somehow like it tore the underwear off of him okay and that was the that was the payoff I was waiting for. Yeah, no. Because that sounded very funny to me, and then that wasn't the payoff, and then I was like, all right, let me not make a joke. Yep, nope, instead it was just <laughs> him falling and then, like, making the funniest noise I think I've ever heard in my life. Oh. That's, oh, God, no, that's not, no. Oh, help me, Ashley. I can't fucking unhear that. So thank you. <laughs> Try to think if there's anything else. Obviously, we mentioned we are releasing on Fridays now. 
It is now updated yeah. on the Instagram. The Instagram is back to being public instead of being like request only. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Share with your friends. Share with your grandma. Share yeah. with uh, the baggers at the store. Yeah. Why not? Wait, what are they bagging? Uh, produce, cocaine. <laughs> um, mm. Are they bagging pineapples? What are they doing with the pineapples? Oh, no, you gotta shave the spines off that bad boy first. Let it eat you from the inside. Uh, <laughs> that's a no thank you. <laughs> is it your first? week to go first? I think it is. And I'm trying to decide which case. Because I said I was going to do the Stephanie Lynn Crane case, and I think I'm going to stick with that. Which was the Oh, no- yeah, the, the other uh, victim, of, or possible mm-hmm. victim possible. of... Uh, that dill hole. Yes, that's his uh, middle name. So, allegedly, the timing seems to be accurate as to when he was... Are you looking at your little beard, ponytail? A little pom-pom. Meow, meow, meow. Wow, that's, that's fun. That's going to be a fun audio clip. Uh, <laughs> the Yeah, so in the Amber Hoops case, it was like Keith Hescock or whatever... Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So wasn't it like he's cock? Wasn't it like H E S? If you would like to go, fin- like how it looks, yeah. He's cock. He is cock. Yep. See, I remember things. I'm helpful. <laughs> super, super helpful. So I stumbled onto this case of nine-year-old Stephanie Lynn Crane, and obviously it relates back to the Amber Hoops case that was just in the last episode. And how she went missing in the middle of the night. Uh, Stephanie's case is very different. She went missing in kind of like the afternoon, you know, like late afternoon, early evening. You know, sun was out. It was raining. So it's a little bit different. She's also nine as opposed to like 20. So also very different. So it could be just a crime of opportunity or, you know, or it could be something else. So this is exact to the day okay it is the 29th anniversary of when stephanie lynn crane vanished today the day we are recording oh shit for real october 11th of 1993 oh that's fucked yeah so it's i kind of had to do the case especially since it tied in with the last one so uh we all know the culprit is likely keith hescock At least, you know, um, that's the way it seems. Just to kind of wrap up, he also took his own life during that whole, you know, high-speed chase, you know, killed the police dog, injured an officer, all of that. So he is not alive to, you know, await trial or anything like that. And we will never know, likely, where these girls are if he infected it and caused their demise or knows where they would be if they are still alive. That's always fucked up when they, like, you suspected someone and then they kill themselves. Like, just, you it's, you did you did some shit. Own up to it. Don't be a bitch. It's just, it's such a coward's way out, and I don't understand. If, if you wanted to go all be a man about it, which I don't think really matters, just be a human about it. You know, just own up to it 
just people are extremely, extremely selfish. And if you're going to kill yourself anyway, at least give someone some clarity instead of being such a piece of shit. Right. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to die anyway, at least tell someone something instead of taking it with you. Confess should be higher on the to-do list than kill yourself. Correct. Uh, Unfortunately, that's not what we got. And I didn't, I meant to look it up. So I don't know if it's chalice, chalice, or something else like that, but it's C-H-A-L-L-I-S is the city or town in Idaho where Stephanie Lynn Crane went missing. Okay. Oh, so I was listening to my second favorite podcast, Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet, where they cover, okay, no, no, no. They cover one-star reviews that mm-hmm. have, like on different things, whether it's like cemeteries, this place, like, you know, video game stores, okay. gas stations. And they read them really dramatically, and they basically make fun of the one-star reviews because it's usually really fucking ridiculous. Oh, that's pretty fun. It's you should look it up. It's actually hilarious. So I mean, don't don't look it up. Just keep no. listening to us. Are you you were telling me to do that? I was telling you to do that. Got it. But all I'm saying is we don't have as many episodes to binge. They have a bunch right now. So if you're missing us in the interim. You can re-listen to ours. Yep. Bump those numbers. All right. Sorry, Water Wet Podcast. (laughs) Water Wet Podcast, that's verbatim what it's called, so. No, but they were um, talking, and Christine, one of the hosts, said Ottawa, and I was like, was it Ottawa? Idawa. And last episode, I accidentally said Idawa, like, a couple times. She said Idawa, too? Yes! And I and I heard it the very next day after we recorded, and I said it, and I and it was a brand new episode I hadn't listened to yet, and uh, it, the timing of it just blew my mind because I was like, wait a minute, I know I'm not the only one that's done it, but like, have, very creepy, very weird. Have you been to the doctors? Do you have ESP? Have you had a CAT scan? I have ESPN. I have cats, and I have ESPN. All right, cool. So we're like halfway not there yeah exactly we should move right along (laughs) (laughs) so it's october 11th 1993 i'm sorry guys we are like 11 minutes in i'm so sorry um but stephanie was walking towards one of the local highlights for a child the bowling alley she was meeting up with some friends going bowling i personally still love bowling i just don't get to do it enough but i absolutely love it so fun yeah She had been dropped off by her mother uh, with extra money for snacks. Um, Stephanie met up with friends, had a great time. No issues getting to the bowling alley. That was fine. Okay. Here is where I get slightly confused. So after bowling, it is recorded that Stephanie left there at 4.45 p.m. on October 11th. At 6 p.m., an hour and 15 minutes later. She is seen walking towards um, Chalice High School, which is mentioned to be across the street from the bowling alley. An hour and 15 minutes later, after they wrapped up bowling and she left, she's just across the street. So, like, where's all this time? Like, did someone get the times wrong? Were they, like, talking in the parking lot? Like, why is there such a big gap for her just going across the street? Yeah, that's real weird. Yeah, I didn't look it up on, like, Google Maps or anything to see if it was, like, across the street and down some, but it still seems kind of weird that it's, like, that big of a gap in time. Yeah. So, a little confusing. 
And then stories kind of vary from there as to why she was even near the high school. She's nine years old. So someone said she was on her way home and she happened to pass the high school while other people said that she was going to soccer practice that happened to be there. And then finally, I stumbled onto something that said that Stephanie actually lived 500 yards away from the high school. So she was actually on her way home. Oh, okay. So it did clear things up, which was really nice. This is also Highway 93 that she was walking along. That is at 6 o'clock. It's now 8.15. Her parents know something is not right. She's not home. I would imagine it's either getting dark or it is dark. Uh, So they call the local police department. This wasn't a minor search whatsoever. Mm -hmm. It, the town and volunteers, they searched 7,000 square miles looking for her. 7,000 square miles? You heard me right. 7,000. So that was two separate counties. They searched Holy for her. Shit. That's it's crazy impressive. That is yeah. a lot. Oh wow. I yeah. I I mean I know there is a lot of land. You you did say seven thousand, right? I yeah. Yeah, and it definitely said seven thousand uh on the Charlie project where I got my notes because it I looked at it multiple times. So please tell me it's correct. Oh no, I'm just trying to see like how big 7,000 square miles is. <laughs> 7,000 square miles is larger than the entire states of Rhode Island and Connecticut combined. Christ. Hmm. I mean, Idaho, I think, is a... Um, Idaho... Oh, yeah, it's pennies. Idaho Yeah. is... 82,751 square miles. Okay. Okay. So they they still searched that's like what 8 9% of the entire state looking for this little girl. That's yeah. impressive. That is. And you got to think it's also a lot of like farmland, a lot of like rural area, so that's definitely Whoa. I don't want to say easier to search because I know that it's not, but flat land is easier to kind of like walk hand in hand. Rather than being like, you search this city block, you search this city block, you can't go in homes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not saying that it's any better. It's just, it's a different landscape. So, but that's still, that's such a lot of land to cover. That's it's just crazy. For perspective, Maryland, yes. the state that we live in, mm-hmm. is 9,775 square miles. <laughs> so they searched almost all. All of Maryland looking for this little girl. I mean, but in Idaho. Goddamn. I've never felt smaller. Me either. Cody's lying. Shut up. (laughs) Continue. (laughs) So, one thing locals and witnesses did notice was a yellow pickup truck. (laughs) I have to cut that out. Yeah, you're going to have to edit that out. I just banged the shit out of this mic with this can. (laughs) Anyway, so locals and witnesses noticed a yellow pickup truck that had been driving by in the area that they didn't recognize. They didn't know anyone that had it. It also had a rocket on top of it, and it said Pizza Planet on it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yo, what? It's been in all of the Pixar movies. (laughs) Yep. 
and yet no one knows whose truck it is other than you know pizza planet <laughs> um, the claw. exactly he's running from the law <laughs> <laughs> You know what's nice about this podcast is we clearly just make it so we can laugh. Mm-hmm. For better or for really, really shitty, honestly. Like, some of the shit we laugh at, we, we try to keep it light and not as intense as what it could be. Just mm. because that's how we process information a little bit better and how we, like, keep ourselves. I don't want to say alive, but how we keep ourselves kind of sane. Which, obviously, I know... What are you doing? Some of us are more successful at staying sane than the others. As he trolls his mustache. <laughs> You're just creating more things I gotta edit out. You keep bumping that microphone. Cody. Anyway, I was so... Bi- I was, I'm a showman. I'm, I'm built to move around, tell stories with my body. You're not built to move around, Cody. I mean, from a chair, yeah. Your mind is built to move around. That's true real horridly but i've got these crickety old bones all right continue sorry (laughs) no it's all good so the the part about the yellow truck was for real they did see a yellow truck that had been driving in the area okay it had red pinstripes on the side i think it also matches a truck that keith had because he Mm. had a yellow truck i believe so as mentioned in the last episode if i mentioned it i believe i did Keith's neighbor had given police an important piece of information um, that Keith had been camping slash hunting in the Chalice area. Yep, you definitely mentioned that. Yeah, when Stephanie went missing. Uh, There's a little bit more to it that I'm about to get into. Um, Knowing his connections to the other uh, missing female, you know, Amber, and the whole abduction of the 14-year-old girl that luckily escaped, obviously it's looking more like it's definitely him. But further details come out. And that's when police talk to Stephanie's great-grandparents. And they become even more suspicious and alarmed because they recall a weird guy that also had a yellow truck. This guy had been camping next to them in Twin Peaks, Idaho. Oh, boy. Yeah. This happened the weekend prior to Stephanie going missing. This just happened. Mm. And... He's given off really creepy vibes. He's in this yellow truck. You don't see yellow trucks all the fucking time. I don't think then. And if, you, would if have. you do, you should move out of that area. Yes. Or you should really look for the Pizza Planet because it's obviously somewhere around there. If I like, if I ever get rich and famous, I'm definitely going to make myself like a Pizza Planet truck. I want a Pizza Planet truck and I want a Jurassic Park truck. I just, oh yes, Jurassic Park for sure. I just want them to make a real fucking pizza planet. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Can we just do that? Even if it's at Disney World, that is okay. That's perfect. The only thing... I think they had something similar at one point in Hollywood Studios, but it didn't live up, and the pizza apparently was really shit. That sucks. Yeah. So, even though Keith is said to be pretty much the main suspect, they actually have considered about five to ten different people. As suspects in Stephanie Lynn uh, Crane's case. Um, There was... There was a woman that didn't want to take, like, a polygraph or something that they had mentioned. And there were some other people that they definitely were considering. I think prior to 
all the shit that happened when uh, Amber went missing and the 14-year-old girl and all that other stuff. And I think that's when it really... Right. That was in 2002 is when he died and when the um, the kidnapped victim got away. Like I said, they definitely think it was a stranger that abducted her. It's just strange. Nobody saw anything, especially when they mm-hmm. saw her walking and then no one saw her get abducted. No one saw anything strange. I don't know if she went around the side of a building to get different way and someone met her there and something really horrible happened but just to give you a little bit of background on stephanie she was a tomboy she had been part of the youth bowling league so this was not something she just did sometimes she really loved bowling she was big into hunting fishing um she did that a lot with her dad she had three sisters they were all younger so she was also the oldest so that's also that's gonna be really tough for her parents too I mean, it's tough when any child goes missing, but when it's your firstborn and, you know, the siblings look up to her and all of that, it's it's really, really hard. Yeah. Uh, there's not much else available regarding the case other than everything I've just mentioned. Her birth date was September 28th, 1984. She would be approximately 38 years old if alive today. Um, she has thick brown curly hair with freckles on her face. Uh, she had a space between her two front teeth. Of course, that could have changed if for any reason she were trafficked, heaven forbid, or, you know, anything like that. Anyone who has any information on the case uh, can call Custer County Sheriff, and it's 208-879-2232. Uh, and that is the case of Stephanie Lynn Crane, and unfortunately... That nine-year-old has never been found. Well, that sucks. Yeah, it's. Really... And it was twenty-nine years ago today that she went missing. Today, and she would be thirty-eight, which this is not about us, but it is also episode thirty-eight. So, it's like weird things are coinciding, right now. Yeah, the little synchronicities—is that what they're mm-hmm. called, right? I think so. Yeah. So it's just kind of, just bizarre. But I definitely wanted to talk about her case. Because it's not one I know, I, or I knew a lot about. Yeah. And, you know, every story deserves to be told. Just unfortunately, some have more information out there than others. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. It's, yeah, fuck. I hate when people are doing the thing that they love and then something bad happens to them. That's all, like, that mm-hmm. upsets me to no end. Especially when they're so young, their whole lives are, you know. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, it just who knows, but it seems pretty suspect. Are we ready for a headline between the cheeks, whatever you'd like to call it? Are you are you as the listener ready to get between the cheeks? I think everyone is vomiting right now. Maybe we should give them a moment of silence. Okay, I'm gonna count down from five. Five. Yeah, that's enough. So, four, three, two, one. Stop vomiting. Listen to our headline. Continue, Ashley. Thank you. I demand respect. All right. So this headline comes from CBS News. Two killed, six injured in Las Vegas stabbing. Cody already knew I, about this. I knew you told me about it, but yeah. I, I... When did you text me about it? I think I might have been a little drunk. It happened on Thursday. 
last uh, Thursday. I said um, that like I'm gonna remember if I was kind of. That was on. it. Was our first day in Vegas, and luckily we were on the other end of the strip. But we were in Vegas, like on the strip, when it happened. When it happened, yeah. We just didn't know till about I think like two or more hours after that it had happened, and like even when we got down to that end of the strip, we had no idea it had happened. Because, like, there were a lot of police and, like, the walkways that go over top of the street to, you know, get from one side to the other without, you know, being on the street and dealing with the traffic. The police had roped that off, and they were standing there, so you couldn't even use those walkways that weren't near the crime scene at all. Oh, okay. So they had, like, blocked off a good amount. So Dana, my husband, and I, we were just like, oh, were they filming a movie? Like, oh, there must be, like, something, you know some production going on and then someone that he has worked with at a couple different places basically ended up saying what was going on and we were like oh shit okay two people were killed and six were injured in a stabbing along the las vegas strip thursday morning and then they, they did end up arresting the suspect uh, one of the victims was pronounced dead at the scene another um, at the university medical center in las vegas uh, three were in critical condition. So Brent Allen, I think it's Hallett or Helle, I apologize, and Maris Marine Di Giovanni um, were those that died. Jeez. Yes. So luckily everyone else was stable. Um, and what the, he ended up using was a large kitchen knife. And it was really fucking weird from what I heard is he... I believe was homeless. Someone said he he was illegal, an illegal alien, which doesn't matter for me, other than the fact that he was doing something that was really violent and ended up killing someone. Right. That's yeah. the only part that bothers me, to be to be honest. So yes, the he murder. came up <laughs> Correct, the important part. Yep, yep, got it. He comes up to them, and it's two showgirls, and the showgirls are women basically models that walk the strip dressed like showgirls and they want you to take pictures with them and then they charge you money mm -hmm. which usually you find out afterwards they usually don't tell you that immediately because that's a whole thing right. he wanted a picture with them they said no and he said something about being a chef because he had a chef's knife so it was already like real kind of shady and fucking weird when they said no he started chasing them one of the girls tripped and unfortunately i think he stabbed her to death and then someone tried to intervene and help and all got stabbed two of the people that were injured though i don't know if they were one of the like or two of the showgirls or if they were just visiting okay were from maryland so it looks like they had taken pictures with the showgirls mm -hmm. outside of the Wynn hotel which is where it was on the strip it was down by the Wynn, down by the venetian of course it's down by the fucking Wynn. Yeah, it was the nicer part of town. The suspect told police he thought the women were laughing at him, which made him angry. Even if they fucking were. Not okay. Whatever. Yeah, so, apparently... Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I don't... Never mind. I don't, I don't know that I have anything else. The ladies that were injured were Gabrielle, I think, Hughes, and Cassandra Hughes. And they were just on, like, a girl's trip with their mom and a couple friends. So they were just having a good old time, minding their own fucking business, and they got stabbed. 
Oh, she sucks. Yeah, but I I believe they're still alive. So. Well, that's good. Um, yes. Totally unrelated. Mm-hmm. Did you see the video of the seal chasing the woman across the beach and she falls down like she's in a horror movie? Was this like you and Sarah the other weekend? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was a fucking viral video, you dick. And it was this woman running from a seal that was coming out of the water, and she does the whole, like, and, like, does the, like, horror movie fall. Like, you and a seal would have the same amount of hair, I think. Yeah, we're both, we're both super slick. Nope. We're made to cut through the water. Oh, my God. Now I'm just picturing you doing the worm on the beach, trying to chase after Sarah. I would never. I hate sand, and you know that. Which makes it better, actually. Did I tell you I went to the beach? No. I went to the beach with Sarah. Where I promised her. I promised her I would go on vacation, and I fucking went with her on vacation. Yeah, because she's I got... normal, and she likes it. Oh, I saw pictures. I saw pictures. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I got in the water and everything. I didn't sit down on the sand. Shut I walked the fuck on it. Up. I walked on the sand. I was not going to get anywhere fucking closer to that goddamn devil gravel. But I spent a lot of time in the water, and it was a lot of fun. And did you come it was, up with that? What? Devil gravel? Yeah, that's what sand is. Yeah, I just I my brain says I say things. Oh, you're right. I forgot that was in the encyclopedia. But yeah, I went to the beach, and it was nice. And it was nice to see how happy it made Sarah. And I'll eventually go again in another twelve, thirteen years. That's how long it took Sarah to get me to the beach. Break. What the fuck? That I was I was trying to make it easy on your uh, <gasps> editing. No, that's perfect. That's also what. Go ahead. A seal Break. does. <laughs> okay, bitch. <laughs> um. <laughs> God damn it! God damn it! <laughs> I. Uh... <sighs> Why didn't I make that connection before I was doing that? Um. All the seals in the house. Let me hear you clap. <laughs> I mean, there is a seal, a sea lion, in uh, Finding Dory. That's name is Gerald. Oh, did I? Oh, I didn't. I bought a um, little seal, like, plushy pillow thing, and it's super cute. And... Super appropriate. Hang on. I'm going to send you a picture real quick before I forget. Also, we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to... Jeremiah, who featured our podcast um, on his podcast story today. Thank you, Jeremiah. You are an absolute peach. Mid, yes, Midwest Mystery Files. I just sent you a picture of uh, what Sarah did, which is set up our fattest cat, Princess Twinkie, next to the fat little seal plushie. I don't have it yet, but uh, it's I'm still looking. sending. I'm in the basement. I'm in the cave, troll. You're in the I'm cave? I'm in the troll cave. <laughs> I'm in the cave, Oopsies, troll. Freudian slip. Talking about, uh... Oh, there. It, being uh, be- it says it's sent on my end, so hopefully you just got it. Being between the cheeks. Between the-, the cheeks of the cave, troll. They're upsettingly similar, aren't they? She looks like she's lost weight. Has she lost weight at all, or no? Uh, she has, yeah. Um, we... Sarah buys her expensive uh, fucking prescription less fat cat food. Okay. And uh, 
she doesn't move enough to actually burn calories, so, you know, she's just withering away by losing, like, a quarter of a pound every three and a half years, so <laughs> we're up. making progress. Yeah, I don't know how much she weighs, but Edgar is 12 and a half pounds. Yeah, Princess is, like, at least, she's probably about two Edgars. No, she's not. You think she's 25? No, she 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 used to be like twenty. She was she was twenty pounds something, maybe not twenty five, but she was definitely at least twenty. Yeah, she's a big mama. Oh, that poor baby. It's always great when she doesn't want to go eat, but she'll just like scream. So you kind of have to like pick her fat ass <laughs> up and take her over there. Oh, it's great. It's fantastic. Oh my god. Can't even burn some goddamn calories on the way to the food bowl. Too bad you can't like lift her in like a sling and like make her little legs just like oh actually um it is pretty funny because sarah picked her up the other day and and put her on the uh like the like uh spine adjustment wheel yeah because we have one of those that you can lean on and crack your back and shit and sarah picked her up by her like under her front paws like you're supposed to and put her back feet on the wheel and she immediately started going beep, 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 and rolling it across the room. It was very cute. Aww. She's trying. She's not. <laughs> cool. Is it my turn? I think it is. Yeah. Yippee. That was a creepy smile. Thank God no one else saw that. December 4th, 1998. Oh, boy. Was just like most other nights for college senior Suzanne Nahuela Joven. Fuck, meet Cody. What? Susanna, or Susanna, depending. S-U-Z-A-N-N-E. Suzanne. Great. Nahulia. Nahuila. N-A-H-U-E-L-A. Last name Joven. J-O-V-I-N. And she's German, so I'm not sure. Okay. I, I don't know. Add some real aggressive consonants and you got it. Yeah, uh, Suzanne was a 20-year, tw- yeah, she was a 20-year, she was a 21-year-old Yale student from Germany. Okay. Okay. At around 4 p.m., she had just submitted uh, her penultimate, one of her later drafts of her senior essay on Osama bin Laden. Oh, boy. Who... This was actually a few years before he was known for his major work. I was going to say, this seems a little like... uh... It was 98. Yeah. Oh, boy. Before. Yeah. Before the cheeks. No. I don't think so. Okay. Okay. I tried. Uh... Sorry, guys. (laughs) (laughs) She had made her way to Trinity Lutheran Church for a pizza-making party... She had planned for her local Best Buddies chapter. Can I just say that is how you would get me to Jesus? Okay. Yeah, that's fair. If you're like, we're going to make food, I'm like, mm, okay, down. I'll be there. And I and I looked into it. Best Buddies is an international organization that brings students together with mentally disabled adults um, for just like community building. And they do they do shared activities together, just kind of have some fun and support one another. So it's like a volunteer program for, for I guess, a lot of times they're set up like near colleges to have those uh, volunteers come in. The party had ended. She had stayed to clean up 
and by 8.30 p.m. was giving a ride home to another volunteer. Suzanne would often borrow one of her college's loaner cars, which apparently when you go to a nice university like Yale, they have just a lot of like some Yale-owned cars that you can sign out and use. I mean, this was 98. They probably don't have that shit anymore. They don't trust. Yeah, they. we didn't qualify for <clears throat> that kind of intelligence, so. I didn't even make it through fucking college, community college at that. Yeah. I went for a little bit. Or Espanol. Uh, excuse me? <laughs> exactly. What'd Got you it. say? So... Suzanne would often borrow one of the college's loaner cards, which she had done that very night. After dropping the fellow volunteer off, she returned it to the car lot at around quarter to nine, and she walked the two blocks and a set of stairs back to her apartment from the parking lot. Mm -hmm. She lived in the second story apartment two blocks away. They said maybe less than like a five minute walk. And that's early for a college person. Yeah, it's honestly decently early. And again, uh, I do believe this was, or I don't know if I noted that beforehand, but this was a Friday, I do believe. Yeah, that's early. Yeah, Friday, December 4th. So, I mean, you have to figure she, she's a college student. She's in her senior year. And she's spending a Friday night helping other people. Quality individual you will not find on this podcast. Right. She she was helping other people at the volunteer work, and then she volunteered to help the volunteers to get home. Like, she seemed, for all accounts, she was a just a, yeah. a very nice young lady. They're, they're mm-hmm. you know, kind of like that, um, like, star student sort of thing. Star student. Right constantly voting or volunteering for stuff constantly helping out constantly voting yeah i know i can't even think of the word volunteer you think i do that shit there's constantly finding polls to vote on yeah and she she was uh she was involved in a lot of the like after school extracurricular stuff all right so between her getting home and signing on to her school email at 902 yes some friends walked by her window And invited her to the movies. So she's on the second floor, but she's like just off campus, right? She's like two blocks away. And you have to figure early 2000s, you know. Late late 90s. Yeah. Late 90s, early 2000s. Like this is, it's before everyone had a cell phone for the most part. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's not crazy to think like. People walked by the house and like, hey, Suzanne, you want to go with us? I mean, I've had people when I was younger and we didn't have cell phones, people just kind of showed up to the house and I was like, hey, you want to go do this shit? And I'd be like, all right, or no, please leave. Or you just start clapping. Sometimes I just start clapping. Sometimes I was in a nightgown. Things got crazy. So she declined and she said that she actually had other projects for school to work on. She then sent an email to a girlfriend of hers that she was going to leave some books for, it was like general education preparation test. Um, It's Mm -hmm. called GRE. She was going to leave these books in the lobby of her apartment complex, and she actually gave her girlfriend the passcode to get into the lobby. 
Okay. But she said she had to get her books back from someone. She didn't specify who. Okay. She just said from someone. I have to get my books back from someone, and then they'll be in the lobby for you to borrow them, you know, tomorrow, whenever. Hmm. She logged out of her email at 9.10. So that's not long after. That's like, what, eight minutes? Yeah, eight minutes. She hopped on there. She sent an email. She got back off, right? Mm -hmm. The other thing that was noted was there was no way to see if she she, uh, placed any calls. Because any calls inside of Yale, you can't trace because it's going, it's on the same circuit. You can't figure out what. They weren't, they weren't traced. They, you could, you could get like an area of where it was made from, but you couldn't necessarily see like, oh, this phone rang this number, this number, this number. It just, it wasn't traceable. Oh boy. So they don't know if she made any phone calls. After this, she walked to the police communications center on campus to return the keys to the loaner car. She was walking to the communications center. And at approximately 9.22, ran into a classmate of hers named Peter Stein. So Peter was, Peter, uh, I don't remember if it said he brought forward this information or if, or if they questioned him afterwards, mm-hmm. but he, he stated like, oh yeah, we stopped and we talked for a couple minutes. It wasn't, it wasn't anything weird like she didn't seem upset she didn't seem like anything was going on he did recall the exchange like i said being brief and uneventful she was wearing the same thing that he had seen her in earlier in the day and was the same outfit that she wore to the pizza party and she was carrying maybe a couple pieces of paper and he asked her like so you know what are you up to tonight not you know, not fishing for anything, just friendly, like, oh, you got fun stuff going on tonight. And she had noted to him, she was incredibly tired and she couldn't wait to finish up her schoolwork and just sleep, 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 sleep. Mm -hmm. Right. She, she's like, she, she's ready. She's ready to go to bed. So he, he took that as there's no way she's going out after this she's not going to meet someone like i said she wasn't in a hurry she wasn't like frantic or anything a couple people called attention to the couple i I guess investigators were calling attention to the couple pieces of paper she was carrying okay like that was suspicious but if you're turning in car keys it's not crazy to have paperwork with you Normally, you have to sign yeah. those things out and have, you know, some sort of paper trail, especially in 98. I personally don't see anything strange about her having a couple pieces of paper in her hand. Especially if, no, that's not how it works. Like when you, what is it, when you want to test out a car and they like copy your, yeah. I think they, they get, do that, don't they hold on to like your license? Yeah. So maybe Normally it's like a photocopy they'll, of her license. They'll scan in your license or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not crazy to think that that was, you know, the the sign, the you know, the the papers saying that I returned this car at this date, you know, that yeah. sort of thing. It's not crazy. She continued to the office. They kind of assume that it only took her a few minutes to get over there, and she probably turned them in about nine thirty, a little bit before nine thirty. Okay. So another eight minute walk from when she talked to Peter. So, afterwards, though, 
she was seen walking away from the office. Again, this was just about 9.30, give or take. A little bit past the time that they assumed she had turned in the car. A little bit past the time that she had uh, seen Peter. Probably approximately like 10 minutes later. Another classmate sees her, but again, it seemed as though she was moving away from the communication center. The classmate just kind of noticed her and kept moving. Didn't stop to talk with her or anything. Just noticed like, hey, that's Suzanne from so-and-so. To the to the point where didn't even like stop and like watch her long enough to see what she was up to. Didn't know if she was walking down the street. Didn't know if she was waiting for someone. It was the okay. Christmas season. She might have just been walking around enjoying the lights. That is certainly possible. I forgot what time of year it was, but yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's in December. You know, uh, uh, yeah. especially like Christmas time, Halloween time. I love walking around the neighborhood and just looking at the different houses and how they're decorated. Suspiciously, he also is wearing a mask and holding a knife. Okay. Unrelated. 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 Uncalled for. No, but I do have a question, though. What? So she turned in the keys to the police communications, blah, 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 blah. Right? Right. In theory? Yes. Or, Correct. Or she did. No, okay. she did. So did she hand them to someone, or does she put it on, like, a key, like, ring holder, bowl? It, like, what's going being on? The, it, I am assuming that it was, like, a drop box or something okay. to that effect, like, when you drop off your car for, like, work overnight. Yeah. Because they couldn't give an exact time. There wasn't like a sign, like a, you know, a yeah, specific sign-in sheet. Right. She was okay. she was seen entering the building. She was seen exiting the building. And she didn't have the keys on her later. Okay. okay. And, the, and, and obviously the car was accounted for. Right, 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 right. At 9.55, someone called to report to the police that they had found a woman bleeding who needed help. A half hour if not less, since she was last seen, Suzanne was actually found two miles away from the last point that she was spotted. A half hour, she's two miles away. Mm -hmm. She had been stabbed 17 times in the neck and head, and her throat had been slit. Oh my God. She was... The, like, basically the little strip of grass a lot of times between, like, the sidewalk and the road. Yeah. She was found in that little patch of grass just kind of laying there. She she was completely clothed, and all of her belongings and valuables were with her. She hadn't been sexually assaulted. She hadn't been robbed. So it was... Straight up a murder. Despite DNA scrapings under her fingernails, her fingerprints, along with a unidentified partial palm print on a Fresca bottle, and a knife tip lodged in her skull, the police completely dicked (laughs) the investigation. That's never happened before. No, never the knife tip the knife tip broke off in her skull all right so like i said there was the dna scrapings from under the fingernails there was the fresca Mm -hmm. bottle and there was the knife tip lodged in her skull those are the three main pieces of actual physical evidence i wish you guys could see my face right now 
I don't. <laughs> um, remember, <Fuck> this <laughs> This is in 1998, yep. okay? Mm-hmm. The first time that there is mention or speculation over the murder weapon is in March 1st of 2000. So over a year after this had happened. Two weeks. Two weeks. What? Do you not recall when we first started up the podcast a few weeks ago and it had been 10 months, you were like, two weeks. It's oh. been <laughs> Right. He does not recall that at all. I, I do now recall that. I was also just realizing, wait, no, my math is right. Yeah, no, it's right. It was, yeah, no, it's not two weeks at all. Well, it completely fucked me up because I, like, then I looked at the date and it was like March 1st, 2000. And I was like, wait, did this happen in 99 and it's actually three months? Is she right? Mm. So, thanks. Yeah. You broke my brain. Um, <laughs> it's not hard to do. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> In an episode of ABC's 2020, they say that the medical examiner would later identify only one of the 17 stab wounds as fatal. He would also determine that the murder weapon was a 4-5 to five inch non-serrated carbon steel knife when he discovered the tip of the blade lodged into the left side of her skull. The police never seemingly looked into what the murder weapon could have been. They had the fragment of the knife. It doesn't seem as though they never, they ever made any attempt as to identify the type of knife, the make, the model, all these things that could help. Oh, look at this metallic Dorito. Finding the fucking... <laughs> You're welcome. Metallic Dorito is very funny. Drinking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just they just yes, serious. Now that's real fucked up that they didn't even attempt to figure out where that metallic Dorito came from. They also never mentioned the Fresca bottle. That only came to light in April first of two thousand and one, when a reporter disclosed that information, trying to bring light to it. Why has this not been looked into? Why, what could you, what are you doing? Like you have a piece of evidence with a partial palm print on it and you're just like holding on to it. They didn't attempt to identify or anything, but, but Hey, there's the fingernail scrapings, the fingernail scrapings. Yeah. So <laughs> jokes on you guys. They finally Talked them into processing. Talked them in, too. Yeah, basically uh, a task force of just citizens that hmm. wanted answers for this goddamn case. Banded together and ended up helping Joven's parents. And Joven's parents eventually wrote to the governor of Connecticut and had them like tried to get them to speed up the process to look into it I... in 2009 it is nine years no. later wait nine years after that but like okay sorry what it wasn't this in 98 yeah okay never mind. wait no oh shit that's 11 years ish yeah probably yeah whatever man okay we didn't come here for math um <laughs> so what happened was 
then because they couldn't immediately process these Sorry. test results they had to disclose that that is because they had 12,000 DNA samples backed no, no, up no, no, no. from over no, the years no. that they hadn't tested. No. 12,000 cases of DNA that they hadn't tested. Yeah, because the lab but, is too busy doing the electric slide. Like, what else? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Duh. But because of the noise made for justice for this girl. Yes. They went ahead and they tested the scrapings from beneath the fingernail. Okay. And okay. a DNA match came back. Shut the fuck up. Yep. For one of the technicians that work in the lab because he had fucked up and contaminated Stop the it. test. Fuck. No. So oh. that was ruined. <laughs> there was also a couple different little things that people observed in the area that were reported, okay? Mm -hmm. One was a tan or brown van stopped in the roadway facing east, immediately adjacent to where Susan was found. Was it a Pizza Planet van? No. Stupid. But they did impound a van, and they never disclosed any of the information that was found in it. So they might be keeping it close to the vest. I don't know. Maybe. Also like the... Possibly. Metallic Dorito. Close to the vest. Yes, correct. All right, cool. There was also a mysterious... Oh, oh, and then some people were calling question to this. Why would Jovin call one of her friends someone in an email? What? So, okay. so they're saying it's strange to them that Jovin was addressing one of her friends yeah. and said, I have to pick up my books from someone else. Why wouldn't they, why wouldn't they tell the friend exactly who it is? I don't think that's crazy. I don't think that's weird at all. Especially if the person doesn't fucking know them. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I got to pick them up from someone, but. You're not going to be like, hey, I have to pick him up from Terry. He's my dad's uncle. Um, he's a construction worker. He owns a pizza he's planet. A, he owns a pizza planet. He's a real family man. Oh, you want me to shut up about this person you've never heard before in your life? Okay. That's not weird to me. That's not weird at all. Mm -hmm. I didn't come here for math. I didn't come here for math. I ain't fucking come here for math. They did not come here for math, I'm going to tell you right now. Anyway, back this, to being professional. This one is pretty glaring. Oh, no. A man in his 20s or 30s yeah. with an athletic build, well-groomed hair, dark pants, a loose-fitting greenish jacket, running like his life depended on it in the opposite direction from where Suzanne Joven was killed. Running like his life depended on it. Maybe he really had to, like, poop or something shit sometimes you got to sometimes um, you, you got to this uh picture i just sent you is of the sketch artist's approximation is it like previous no 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 honestly it looks like tom brady fucked uh handsome squidward <sighs> fuck why are you so on point with that god damn um yeah i ain't wrong <laughs> his eyes are a bit wide apart but yeah so Unfortunately, this police sketch shares a passing resemblance, like very vague resemblance to a, uh, a student advisor mm -hmm. 
who, or a thesis advisor, rather, who worked at the school at that time. Yeah. Okay. There was a woman who saw this man and they showed, mm-hmm. they showed her the sketch and they went, she went, yep, that looks like the guy. And then they showed him a picture of the thesis advisor who was a teacher at Yale. And she was like, no, that's definitely not him. And they were like, yeah, get in the car. Let's go. So they took her to Yale no. and pointed him out to her. And she was like, no, that's that's definitely not the guy. That's I, that's not him. That's not who I remember seeing. Unfortunately, they did leak this man's name to the press. Oh, boy. Four days after this had happened. Oh, no. He ended up having his life ruined because... As it turns out, if you're just fucking, you, you're, acu- you're essentially accused of murder. Mm-hmm. There's all this, there's a fucking rumor going around that you're a teacher yeah. and there's been a murder and it was you, but it wasn't. It very clear, like it, it was not identified as him. Right. But the cops never made this statement. They never did. said, no, it's not him. They Please leave him alone. It? They said we had nothing to link him to the crime, but we still need to look at everyone. That's wild. They ruined this man's life. They there was a um uh there was a oh so yeah they ended up hiring a internal investigation team for Yale, and that team said, no, what they did to this man was on the scale of Richard Jewell. He's just Richard Jewell with a PhD. And for those who don't remember, Richard Jewell was the man who found three pipe bombs in a backpack at a park, at an event, and he was arrested because he tried to get people to believe him, and they turned around and blamed him for it. Okay. So he was an innocent, he was an innocent man and he had his life ruined because the cops wouldn't just listen to him. Well, that's a rarity. So unfortunately, this man lost his career no. and Suzanne Joven uh lost her life and her parents have never found any closure. Do you know what I imagined though, which is what I was interrupting what? you for? Um, when, when they went to identify him in person, I imagine they have a slightly tinted, but really just clear plastic shower curtain (laughs) that they're attempting to hide behind. And they're like, is that the guy? Is that the guy? Right. Yeah. No, it doesn't, it does not seem like it was, it was done very well. And she was like, it's insane. Like they had, had they taken it seriously, they, they could have caught someone. Like, fuck. Sorry, the way you said that. They could have caught anyone. Someone. It's just so insane. They were so, I mean, they were so set on getting that teacher Mm -hmm. that it just. No, it's fucked up. And they ruined his fucking life, too. Mm -hmm. I don't know. No, that's absolutely. It's fucked. No, it's fucking dumb. It is. It's terrible. But unfortunately, that case is unsolved as Pretty much all of ours are, except for, like, when you kind of know who did it, but... Yeah, you know, but it's not official. (laughs) Or, like... (laughs) Like OJ. Awkward. So, (laughs) (laughs) 
Or like you have a pretty good idea, but it's circumstantial. There is no like DNA evidence. There's no body. There's no, yeah. Like jump, oh, well, not jumping in because there's definitely a fucking body there. Yeah, I'm not going to. All right, wanna, well, that's probably. I don't want to get sued, so I'm not going to comment. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. That's all for this episode, folks. We appreciate all of you. Yes. I want to say thank you to everyone that has listened. Check this out. Thank you again to Jeremiah. Dear Friends Dead Ends Pod on Instagram. If you want to DM us links or anything like that. That's it. If we have anything else, we'll tell you next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, God. What was my catchphrase from last time? Wouldn't you like to know, Sly? No. Bye. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you again next Friday for another episode. Um, if you see a headline, definitely let us know. Remember, Stranger Danger, some of the more childlike in stature individuals can be the most dangerous. They can be very charming, but do not fall for their smile. And definitely beware the shine that comes off the forehead. All right, guys, have a great weekend. We'll see you next week.